I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face, that's good for my face. You know, clean ingredients. And don't even get me started on mascaras because I do want them bold and lengthening. <laughs> and so we have Thrive Cosmetics, which I've been using since 2020, obviously because I appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level. And they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look, but also they give back. Every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. Hence why it's Thrive Cosmetics, C a u s e medics thrive cosmetics and bigger than beauty skincare are not just makeup brands they're a whole vibe they're all about empowering us to rock our confidence and when you support them we are helping other communities thrive their stuff is not only easy to use but no nasties zero parabens sulfites phthalates they are 100 vegan and cruelty free let's talk lashes thanks to thrive's liquid lash extensions i must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush it adds lengths there are no clumps and also guess what it slides right off with warm water so no raccoon eyes here and i appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer stronger and healthier looking lashes over time and it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 10% off your first order. Speaking of ancestors, mm -hmm. how do you connect with them? Because I know they are a huge part of your life. Yes. So it started for me with just speaking out to them. I just would tell them kind of like what I wanted to do. I wanted to do work for the family. I wanted to build for the community. I would tell them the kind of world I'm trying to build out here. So I would speak this to them um, out loud. And then, you know, Ancestors speak in so many different ways. Um, and I talk about this in my book a little bit, um, or my deck, my guidebook about different ways that you can see that ancestors are communing with you. Yeah. And I, I got definitely those signs, you know, you got your angel numbers, um, yep. lots of different ways that they are letting you know that you're hearing what you're saying and uh, voicing that they want to continue building the bond and the connection. And so from that, I have slowly it's, I started with a very small altar and now it is a family heirloom that I use as my altar so <laughs> oh I love that we are now um but it's pretty amazing um just building that relationship it's like any other relationship um I build relationships with my trees outside because they're it's beyond my ancestors it's the spirits of the yes. land the spirits of the trees it's the yes. spirit of um the earth, you know, and connecting and spending time out there and communing with them and um, connecting with them on a different level. And, um, you know, 
we people always ask like well because I obviously give offerings to my ancestors whether it's flowers or food and it's like where does that go afterwards well you give it back to the land so mm. you have to get with the tree that you can give it back to who will you know take that yeah. offering that you've given and like repurpose that bring it back to the earth beautiful now this is a very interesting question it might be a little odd but do you visualize or see them or do you see their name do you see their faces or is it more of their essence yeah so that's interesting because again being adopted it's like at first I was like who am I talking to so I started with ancestors known and unknown um is kind of the phrase I use and all who all want the best for me and my family towards my highest good and with ease is the phrase that I say Oh, do you mind saying that one more time? Of course. Ancestors known and unknown who want the best for me and my family towards my highest good and with ease. Oh, that is good because not everybody has great ancestors. Yeah. I think it's about some that I probably don't want to get in touch with. Yes. (laughs) And it's like really speaking for ancestors who are in alignment with you. And if you, we, my, my mother in love says always add the ease part because you like sometimes that journey can be really really rough if you don't add that ease in I like that the ease yeah because it can get intense you're right I started collecting pictures some of my ancestors I knew who had passed away so like my dad's dad and my dad's mom this is my adoptive parents um and then my mother-in-law started giving me some photos of people who had passed away and telling me their names and I started building a relationship and honestly I do feel their energy with them on my um, altar. I also started um, asking them um, via card and I use a uh, pendulum a lot. What I, I, I oh. gave each of them a deck or some of them didn't want decks. Some of them wanted different divinational tools. So okay. when I was trying to build the relationship, I said, which I asked them which deck they wanted and started using that deck to connect with them. So when I specifically speak to them, I could use that specific deck to connect with them how do you hear them? Is it like an inner knowing? Is it just so a whisper? I a, okay. I do have a really specific feeling. I, I that. was in a car accident um, when oh. I was in culinary school. In so, South Africa? Yes. Mm. And so I, I was in this car accident and thankfully no one was hurt besides me, but I lost a finger and a half in this process. Mm. And I like, it was very jarring at the time. It was a lot to process. It was very, um, it was a very, it was, it definitely took me off the path I thought I was headed on. So yeah. everything got readjusted. But um, in that accident, like I later on when I have been here in Colorado, like so 2020, I decided to do a palm reading. Um, I was connected to somebody through my mother in love connected to me to somebody. And when she did the reading, it's like, if you've never done one, it's really interesting Um, when they break down all the pieces of your hand and what each finger means and what like even the little um, segments of your finger mean. And so even for those pieces to be cut off of my hand was like a redirection, like, oh, this is not something you're not supposed to be focusing on anymore. And those (gasps) kinds of things. It was very interesting to learn all that, especially where my life had headed after that. But in my accident, my hand feels different and I actually feel like pulse from them physically on my hand. Not only do I just like physically feel them and like hear them in my head, I actually have physical acknowledgement through from them through my hand based off of what had happened. 
Wow. So you get some sort of, it's only a sensation that you can really yes. understand yourself without really explaining it, but exactly. oh my gosh, exactly. that is, that's actually very interesting. No wonder perhaps that helped you feel more in tune with them, you know? Yeah. Yes. And I didn't re- recognize it at first. I'm like sure they were like connecting with me before I woke up to that's what it was. Um, but yeah, I'm very in tune with it now and understand um, when they're communing to me. And I think that's this thing that like is so hard about the spiritual walk is like when people step into it, especially baby um people who are going through the spiritual awakening and who are babies in that, it's like yeah. everyone kind of wants to learn from everyone. But the reality is no one's experience is going to be like yours and like Amen. your gifts are going to be completely different than other people's gifts. And so Absolutely. no one can really teach you that. It's hard because you could have a gift that no one else has. And I think there's like sometimes like gift jealousy in the beginning of like, well, when am I going to walk into mine and what is it going to look like? And I'm like, I wish I could do that. But it's like, everyone has such amazing gifts and it's like, just finally stepping into them and hearing them and kind of learning them on your own. Even when I was in culinary school, I'm doing something I love. I get to cook all day. I love this. I mean, it was just wonderful to be able to like create in that way because cooking is just such a magical space to, I don't know, just let yourself go. Um, and I yes. definitely feel my ancestors when I cook, like when I'm tasting, really? I feel like I hear them like, oh, add a little of this, add a little of that. <gasps> I was about to say, they, do they help? So they do help with the recipes. Oh, yes. And if you drop some of the food, like if ever like you're cooking and some of it drops on the floor, that's your ancestors telling you they want some on your altar. So. Ah, that's theirs. That's theirs. Okay. Speaking yeah. of ancestors, you were talking about right before I asked you about how you hear uh, them. Yes. So. Yeah. So keep going with your ancestor ritual. Yeah. So, you know, I've slowly been adding them to my altar and slowly built connections with them and um, through the different divinational tools. And I definitely call upon them regularly when I have questions or thoughts or, um, you know, in petitioning towards what I want to do in the world and how I want to create and move. Um, They definitely are with me as I'm we're moving in the world, my husband and myself. So, yeah. That's amazing. What are some of the other divinational tools that you use to connect with them? Yeah. So as I said already, the pendulum for sure. Yes. And then, um, and I have a couple of different pendulums. Um, and then I have a bone throwing set, which I'm still learning that one. It's a little bit more challenging, but interesting. Yeah. It's hard to read. It's like, but I'm slowly practicing. It's definitely not the easiest. Um, I've gotten pretty good at reading candle flames. Um, my sister's really good. And so she was like trading me in that. And I feel like I've gotten pretty strong at reading candle flames. That is so cool. Yes. What other divination? So I think I have one other yeah, but those are my main that I do. Um, occasional yeah. wax, um, just pouring up wax to see what's going on too. And then do you ever automatic write to see if there's anything that they want to share with you specifically? Um, I actually don't use automatic writing that often. Um, okay. If I really want to hear them and I have an idea, so there's two routes I'll go. One yeah. is putting spiritual oil um, like on like anointing myself with spiritual oil like of the intention I'm looking for and listening um and then the other is I feel like I hear them in water so if I'm like in a pool or I'm showering or taking a bath I feel like I hear them very clearly oh that is so interesting that's so cool what does your husband think of all this and does he connect with them as well his own yeah I mean he (laughs) 
my husband is open to it. He doesn't necessarily fully step into himself, but he <laughs> will participate in rituals with me. So like, for example, we moved to this house. We knew, obviously knew we needed to cleanse our house. And yes. so he helped me with the cleansing and doing all that. And then regularly burn ancestral money for our ancestors as an offering. And he will do those rituals with me. That's um, awesome. Yes. I love going to, have you been to Asia or Eastern Asia or any other country or culture that also every single morning they do something to worship their ancestors? Asia is like one of the continents I have not been to. Do you, you ever decide to go to Indonesia, for example? Yes. I just remember it was so beautiful. Every morning around 5 a.m., they have a ritual where at least one person in the family, if not more, every single morning they do something to honor and worship their ancestors. And they put this little that. flower thing that they have, yes. you know, and think that there, there's a reason why there's such a spellbinding experience there. Yes. I definitely feel like the ancestral rebuilding the connection with the ancestors is so important um and it's again like we were very connected to our ancestors in Africa and when we were brought over um against our will or once or you know yeah um dragged over to the United States um and enslaved it's like we lost so much of our culture our identity our language um our roots and so a lot of us are working to reclaim that and step back into that because again so much was demonized I mean we were forced into Christianity um you know mm-hmm. our ancestors were through you know they literally were like if you do not have your slaves you know as Christians like then you kill them and so what choice do you have but to become Christian and there were some things that came through and like some you know Africanism that like was able to slip through that they were able to carry on. And that's kind of of like how hoodoo came about and different things like that. But it's, it, it does hurt sometimes and you definitely grieve for what we've lost. And the fact that this, this reconnection even has to happen because it would have been nice for us to be able to have that same bond we've had um, ancestrally. I can't even imagine. And I'm glad that you are doing what you can to learn your culture and what your ancestry and what, you know, made you who you are today. And also spreading that with especially children who deserve to know their roots and where they actually came from before colonization. Yes. Along with, of course, helping women or anyone uh, get in tune with their ancestry, especially black culture uh, with your black tarot, which again is so beautiful and I think I mean I'm white but I still felt very connected to it just because it's it's beautiful and I am very inspired to do more I've been inspired it's actually very synchronistic Nyasha that we're talking about this and connecting with their ancestry because I have been accidentally finding out more about certain ancestors some not so proud of again colonizers others I am actually very proud of with their roots and how they have been humanitarians, for example. And so, yeah, it's just, I want to connect with them and I've been wanting to connect with them. So I have been only literally this past month. I used to a long time ago, but it's interesting before, like this past month I have, and then I'm this week, I realized I'm talking with you and what you do. Cause I wanted to study what you do before our talk. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so synchronistic. Yes. I love it. 
And I think, again, I'm like, I love the work when people are looking into their ancestors. And even if there are ugly parts of it, like knowing that is important. And so that you can break those cycles. We know we all have generational curses to break, whether exactly. it's, like, you know, one generation back or if it's like many generations back. But we have so much to unlearn and undo and start creating generational healing, generational wealth in all of its forms, not just financial, but um, there's so many different forms of wealth that we need to start walking into. Mm, exactly. Amen. Amen to all of this. Aho. So now with your tarot, um, yes. is it, I'm curious how that process was in creating this. Let's see. So it was 2019. I started writing this deck. I've heard it coming to me. And then I needed artwork. So I reached out to, I feel like when generally when I see people are awakening and like they're thinking differently and their minds are opening and they're expanding in so many different ways that are just necessary towards change in our world, people Mm -hmm. start creating. So I'll notice that people are starting to be more active in the creative world. And so I noticed that my friend from high school um, was illustrating and I was like, hmm, interesting. So I reached out to her and I was like, hey, like, what are you doing in this realm? I have a project that I'd love to see if you'd be interested in doing. Um, so this is my friend from high school when I was in South Africa. Her name is Kamishka Naidu. Um, and I reached out to her and she was very interested. And I was like, okay, this is what I'm thinking. It's a deck. So it's a little different. But I would love for you to create the artwork for these cards. Um, and it's really great because I feel like her being in the motherland also just gives it another energy to it. Yes, that's so true. I just got chills from that. That actually does hold a very certain power and force with the cards. Yes, yes. That they needed. Yes. Ladies, we all have different symptoms that time of the month. For me, my energy level happens to just dip insanely and I just feel a little down, you know, a little sluggish. And so I'm happy to share Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, and they are dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. And so here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So, Hormone Harmony is for any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances, and it's perfect for symptoms that put a woman's life on hold, like racing thoughts and low moods, poor sleep, and feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas when you have no desire to get in bed next to someone if you know what I mean, and also hot flashes and night sweats if you happen to be going through menopause. It's really great for women with menopause. So yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things. And for a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code MAGIC at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code MAGIC magic for 15% off today. Your hormones will thank you. I wrote the book and yeah, I feel like I had her work on illustrations. I feel like she did beautiful, beautiful illustrations for me. And then I have another friend who's in Paris when I was there, when I was there as an au pair for a year, uh, Lucia, and she 
does tarot readings and a lot of um, tarot and spirituality work in Paris. And so I just had her look over if she felt like the descriptions and everything I did was in alignment with the cards as well. If everything was flowing and making sense and she was like, it's gorgeous. I love it. Mm-hmm. So that was very affirming. And then I delivered it to, so with just the major Arcana illustrated, delivered it to my literary agents. They pitched it to publishers and um, the publisher who published my first book, first traditionally published book, I for me was like, oh my gosh, we love this. Like they were obsessed with the moon card and they were just like, we need to bring this out into the world. Yes. That was amazing. And yeah, that was me kind of stepping into doing something beyond children's books. Like my first kind of publishing uh, project beyond children's books. Um, And excitingly enough, I have another deck that was just recently picked up that I wrote with my sister it's an really yeah another one a new one. Oh my gosh that's so exciting so it's an oracle deck and it will come out next year um, you're gonna have to come back on and talk about it and your sister yes. can come on too I would love that'd be that. awesome <laughs> I'm gonna make a note of this by the way okay an oracle deck I love oracle decks that's so exciting because this tarot one is so powerful and you've stuck with the traditional tarot deck but you also made it your own you created instead of instead of queens, mothers, and kings, fathers, which I was like, yes, I love that. And um, yesterday I pulled the daughter of wands and the star, I did a two. I was like, okay, yep, this makes sense. And today, right when you and I, well, I was waiting for you to uh, get online. So I was like, you know, I'm just gonna pull a card. And then I was shuffling the deck. One popped out upside down though, the high priestess. And yeah, I'm excited to read about it. But you know, these decks, I can tell they're powerful because it actually popped out. It flew out. And that's a sign that, you know, something's there. Yes. And then I think the other um, difference is the suits, right? Um, I Mm. have the um, wands and then I have the baskets, the knives and the coins. Coins, Um, yes. I don't know. They just felt like more representational of the community. The coins is really important to me because the cowrie shell is a symbol of wealth and um, it was used as currency in Africa for a very long time. So that's why I did the cowrie shells. Um, And that felt just very in tune and correct. Um, And then baskets, I don't know, compared to cups, it just felt like more communal. I think like in the hand weaving and the love that goes into creating a basket. Um, absolutely so and I think that that added to the emotional and spiritual aspect of baskets for me brilliant so with your ritual I'd love to hear how people can begin to let's say they got your deck mm-hmm. how do you how do you recommend people begin uh using the tarot and asking questions yeah so I'm always a fan of cleansing your space cleansing the deck like getting yourself in alignment and ready for being open to answers or wisdom. Um, and so I like to cleanse personally through water. So I'm very much like with my spiritual oils and my Florida water and, you know, all my different spiritual tools, like water and liquid tools that I use to cleanse. So I'll cleanse my yeah. space and then I'll spray the outside of the deck and just get ready, cleanse my, spray my hands. Um, I generally will have a candle lit um, and I have a black termaine uh, candle holder. Oh, cool. 
I light that and I generally will run the deck over the candle as well, just in cleansing and preparing. And then once I'm prepared, I'll hold the deck in my hands, begin shuffling it. And as I'm shuffling, I'm really speaking the intention of what I want to know. And a lot of times I'm not really super specific. I'm not like asking a really specific question. I'm just like, what do you want me to know in this moment? Um, And that's generally my question because I don't know, I want to hear, like I could be asking the wrong thing or asking something that may be irrelevant or asking something that like doesn't truly matter. So I'd rather hear what they think is most important in terms of me knowing. So I generally will just ask for guidance and I feel and listen to how, like when it's ready. Like, again, I have that feeling of knowing, like that physical feeling in my hand of knowing when it's ready. And then I will listen if it's like how many cards they want me to pull. And if they want me to pull them from the front or the back, I listen to all of it. Yeah. Oh, I love it. And then one of what else is brilliant is that you also created a guidebook that people can look at every single morning. Yes. The journal is like that accompaniment with everything. um, And it's super helpful. Um, I tried to make sure it was something that like I would actively want to use and help me um, be active in doing divination and sticking by it and building that relationship with whoever you're connecting with, whether it's your ancestors, whether that's God for you, whether that's just the universe, whether that's specific spirits, whatever that looks like to you, um, making regular practice and ritual with that for yourself. I love it. And do you feel like your ancestors are... And this is, might be a silly question. I don't know, but are your spirit guides, or do you feel like you have like a certain team of spirit guides and your ancestors also as guides? So from what I've gathered, it's, there are, okay. So it's, (laughs) first of all, for myself, say it can change. So um, basically you're going to have around you what you need at that time. So, Mm -hmm. you know, when, I was five. I probably needed someone different than I do now. True. Um, yeah. And then again, as people pass away too, sometimes in our lifetime, like for example, a grandparent or yep. a parent could pass away. If they, I think, feel if like they really need you, like there's jobs similar to the way there is on this, on, on this side, we have jobs, things mirror, right? And yep. so in the spiritual world, they could request to be your guide f- as you continue on without them. If they know yeah. you, that right so I do believe that and then I think there's also people who um just might like what you're doing in the world and like like your flow and like your alignment and like what kind of things you're bringing out into the world and they're like I want to vibe with that like I'm going to guide with you so I like I that different kinds of guides and different yeah. people that are with you um like for me for example because I'm a writer I really feel like when I write it's not just me. I feel like it's my ancestors coming through me when I write. And I think 100%. especially when I think about ancestors in my past or even like, again, and it's not even of my direct line. It could be like someone who was born way back when who wanted to be an author, like felt that energy, but was not given that opportunity at that time. I feel like they are coming through people now as well. Oh, yes. I feel like I experienced that with like people who had dreams and ambitions that they were not able to live out at the time. And we are that opening for them to be able to continue walking through and carrying out goals and ambitions 
that they were unable to achieve in their lifetime. So interesting. And you know what just came to heart? Because I I feel like I've been guided lately by my grandparents and a medium confirmed it. I haven't really felt so much guidance. Perhaps I have been, but from, you know, great, great, second grade, third grade or whatever grandparents. And I was thinking like, perhaps the reason why you've been feeling this is because your ancestors really want the message out there for those who have uh, lost touch with their roots and, you know, the powers that that holds because of, you know, colonization, white supremacy. But um, yeah, like, I think that that's probably one of the main reasons why you are connected with so, so many ancestors from far back. I mean, perhaps, but I know that I was thinking about, I was like, man, perhaps that's why I haven't felt in touch with like my great, great grandparents, for example. So I feel like I've broken a lot of their cycles, but more immediate grandparents that aren't for what you know our ancestors did I feel more connected with yes yeah and honoring like you know not everyone's in alignment with you but I yeah I hear the call so clearly to work towards the world that our ancestors deserved our future children deserve and so that's really what I try and work and build towards because you know, things have been very inequitable. And I know it is hard to unlearn. It is ugly, ugly crying. It's so many ugly tears. Yeah. And we all make mistakes in it. That's part of the process. But it's being accountable in it. It's acknowledging in it. It's growing, doing better. Like once you know better, do better. Yeah. And it's like listening to how other people have been harmed by different things, right? Um, yes. I'll say an example for example would be Thanksgiving. It has mm-hmm. a lot of meaning for people. It is a lot of tradition for people. And it was something that a lot of people were not even thinking about what the true history of that was. Yeah. Very helpful <laughs> yep. to so many communities. And it's been, you know, the indigenous community, it's like it's a day yep. of mourning almost, you know? Yeah. Yep. And so yep. when you look at it like that, it's like reflecting like what does Thanksgiving look like because I understand people will still want to celebrate in some way and you still have it as a holiday but what does it look like now it's like you know how are you connecting with indigenous community how are you making an effort in changing your focus now because you know the true history Mm. you have to be willing to make those changes acknowledging what whose land you're on how are you going to make effort towards land back how are you going to you know support indigenous communities and businesses how are you listening to indigenous voices you know how are you re-changing the way that you speak about thanksgiving you know when you're connecting with people how are you verbalizing it? how are you sharing that story making sure that like you're not continuing a narrative that has caused so much harm. Yes, 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 yes. Yomis, that is a wrap. I hope this episode was expanding for you in some way, shape, or form. Feel free to visit our site at yourownmagic.com or check out my shop eyesofaspen.com connect with the other your own magic listeners we would love to see more conversations started on the your own magic facebook group so with all that being said thank you so much again for tuning in and i hope you have a magical rest of your day